Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA FanCast. Welcome to MMA FanCast. Today I am joined by Miles Lee, who is the current 185-pound amateur champion for Cage Fairy Fighting Championship. He just won that title a little over a week ago. Miles, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? <laughs> it's great to have you, Miles. Thanks for joining uh, me today. Congratulations on your win. Um, and you improved to 4-0 and in your amateur career. Um, talk about getting four wins in under two years. Your debut as an MMA fighter happened in March of 2018. So it's, it's well under two years, more about a year and a half. You're undefeated. You're the number six ranked Northeast fighter in, in, in Northeast at 185. And the second um, fighter in Pennsylvania as far as topology rankings go at 185. So how has the last year and a half been and what's it been like getting to 4-0? Um, it's been pretty good, you know. Um, I've been I've been um, getting some good training and um, mm-hmm. I've been feeling great. And, you know, some days I have my bad days, some days I have my good days. and uh, But, you know, I try to work, try to work over it overcome those days and uh, you know i'm just really blessed and really happy that um, i'm really fortunate to to compete and um and um and to be the best of my abilities and um uh, just get like different challenges and different styles and uh you know and just be able to to win and go forward absolutely and, of uh, course and speaking of speaking of winning you you uh won your title by decision. Other than that, you had had three finishes. Um, game plan going in, you were on UFC Fight Pass, CFFC, had a great card with a bunch of titles, you being one of the titles. Um, what was it What was it like to know that you were being streamed on UFC Fight Pass and to know that uh, this was a title fight? Did that add the pressure or did that not really matter to you? Uh, actually, it actually got me more motivated. I was just like, wow, okay. this is incredible. You know, it was like one of those things that I was just like, like, you know, I just had in my head, like, you know, I'm definitely going to win this fight. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was, um, it was definitely a motivation. And on top of that, um, it was a lot of my teammates on the card that was fighting for belts as well. So it was nothing but positivity going into the fight and, and just, it was a great experience, you know. It, it was such an awesome experience, and just being on the platform with uh, CFFC is just mm-hmm. great. You know, I'm honored and blessed to 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 compete and um and compete for them. You know, it's, it's really awesome. I feel absolutely. Like they put on a great they put on a great event, and 
it's big time to be able to produce at that level. Plus, you fought a guy who was also 3-0. and You guys were both 3-0 and going into that fight. So it's also a, a, a good test against another guy that had previously been unbeaten. So congratulations on that. What? Walk us through, if you will, because I like to do this thing that I call after-action review, which is a military term for kind of processing through a fight afterwards and so if you could just briefly describe each round separately so round one two and three and kind of what was the pace of them kind of what worked was it was it a lot of wrestling we'll get to your wrestling was it was your striking working kind of how, how do you think it went uh round by round for you uh so first round i i think it was um uh, you know like kind of filling them out and um what happened was he was he was throwing some really hard kicks at me. Uh, you know, it was really, it was a really hurt. But you know, it was pretty aggravating that he was like throwing those kicks. So, uh, you know, I catch one of those kicks, and uh, you know, I took my chance and I took him down. And, and you know, we was, you know, I took him down. It was like wrestling at that turned into a little jujitsu, and okay. uh, I did, you know, I did some ground and pound, and um, just held him down, kept my pressure on him. And mm-hmm. that was the first round. Second round was kind of the same. You know, took him down, kept the pressure on him. You know, mm-hmm. ground pound. I was trying to look for a submission more in the second round. Okay. And, uh, third round, I just wanted just to inflict more damage because I felt like I didn't do that like in the first or or the second round. Or, you know, I just wanted to get like a good finish because it would look pretty good on my, you know, sure. on that on the fight, especially on the belt. But the guy was like really good, you know. I had a lot of respect for my opponent, you know. He he was a Greco Roman world team dude, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like you you gotta respect that. So, you know, I was definitely cautious to like you know, what I was doing in the fight. I didn't wanna get rolled or get out scrambled, mm-hmm. you know. So I was just I was just kinda like being like really focused and just really had my um uh, had my focus on and being aware of where I'm at in situations because, like, mm-hmm. I know definitely how it is to be a wrestler and, and wrestle, and I know there could be you could be aware of situations, you know. Absolutely, and during the and during the fight to be situation aware and keep your technique. I think that's something that sometimes people miss in MMA is because MMA has so many variety, like you were talking about judo and all different types of entrances and exits from different types of things that just because you haven't seen something doesn't mean somebody couldn't throw up a move. And so even though it can look easy with a, with a wrestler like you to take somebody down and hold them down and ground and pound, you also have to constantly, like you said, the word respect, you have to constantly respect what your opponent brings and stay aware um, because a lot of times guys don't. And then something that you don't think will land lands and it changes the fight. Um, so that that's pretty great. What was it? What was it like, conditioning wise? It was your first fight going the full nine minutes in amateur. It's three three minute rounds, and um, I know you've you wrestled. We're going to get to that. You wrestled at very high levels, and wrestlers wrestle several times uh, uh, in the same day. So I'm guessing your cardio was good. But what's it like uh, fighting for those nine straight minutes? Um, it was good. I felt great. Uh, I definitely was pacing myself. And, okay. uh, you know, I was taking my time on top. You know, I was staying tight as a ball. You know, I was trying to really, like, not trying to, like, use all my energy. 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was really trying to land some, some mean punches on top of the ground in town. And, um, you know, I, I was just trying to be kind of mean and aggressive, but he was, he was doing really great as, you know, keeping his composure on bottom and, and protecting himself. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, just his hands up. But, uh, you know, I was, I was landing some body shots. You know, it was, it was pretty good. My, uh, my conditioning felt good. It could be better. You know, a lot of things in that fight could have been better. Um, sure. I got a lot of things to work on. You know, I feel like um, you know, work on my stand up a little bit more, and mm-hmm. just you know, just a lot of things. And but you know, I'm definitely working on that, and I'm you know, I feel like I'm definitely getting better. It's just doing it now, and you know, and believing in myself. And actually going out there and, you know, performing and showing all my tools because, mm-hmm. um, you know, all for my amateur fight, I, I feel like I didn't show all my tools. I just showed where I'm strong at, you know? Sure. Well, there's a balance there. There's a balance there in MMA. And I think part of the teachability that you have is that you're, you you want to learn more tools and show more tools and have more well-rounded. Obviously, MMA is unique in the sense that you want to be really good. Obviously you're very good at wrestling. And so going to your strengths makes a lot of sense. I don't think there's anything taken away from you being dominant in, in using that, that base and that skill set, And then it's also being able to want to learn. I, I had on this podcast, had a couple comments about Ben Askren when, once he lost, um, because it came out from Paul Feldner and others that, he really wasn't training striking that, that he was so good and what a dominant wrestler he was and 18 and 0. He was so good at his style of wrestling that he had, I don't know if you want to call it arrogant. I'm not talking bad about him. It's just that, that he had thought that there wasn't a purpose to training some of those other aspects. And of course it ended up catching, catching up to him. And um, so I think it's always good. And you train, um, what gym do you train out of and, and what's it like working in an environment where it's more than just a uh, wrestling focus, where it's a dynamic MMA focus? How's that been going? Um, well, I'll train at EFC and I'll train at Dean Gracie, um, mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's really different, you know? Um, actually, honestly, like, I don't really get that nervous when they say I'm fighting a world team dude or I'm fighting okay. somebody who's more higher level because, Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it comes down to like who's who's more well rounded as a fighter, you know. Especially we yeah. we use that focus on one style, you know, because that that one style can only take you but far. If you yep. fight somebody who's who's pretty well well rounded, you know. So mm-hmm. that being said, like I don't I don't really get that nervous, you know, about facing like mm-hmm. people any strong points or how far they got into it, you know, sure. because, um, yeah. it's, it's definitely really different. We get like <laughs> kicking the legs, punching the face, you know? Sure. So, you know, like, it, it brings a whole different ball game when that happens. Yeah. So, and speaking of the weapons in MMA, uh, miles, something that, something that I mentioned on here is that at the amateur level, there's a little bit different of a rule set in, New Jersey, you can't kick to the head. You can't knee to the face or elbow. And so you were mentioning ground and pound several times, and it sounds like you really 
stayed active and busy and you were looking to do damage. Do, do you think you would have had more openings with elbows? And have you been practicing elbows on like a dummy, a uh, ground and pound dummy in the gym? And, and how do you think your transition is going to be? I'm not necessarily asking when, because I don't want to put you on the spot and ask when you're going to go pro. I'm just wondering, how do you think you're doing technique wise with knees and elbows, things that are going to be used at the pro level. How are you doing working them into your practices? And what's it going to be like when you have more tools at the pro level? Oh, man. I can't wait till I turn pro. I can't <laughs> wait till I be able to throw elbows and, and throw knees and just be more dominant on top. And, um, sure. you know, it just inflict more damage, you know? And I, I can't wait for that. But, again, I'm, I'm really not in no rush because, you know, I got a lot of things I want to work on. I want to be more I want to be more comfortable in my stand-up just as much as okay. I am in my wrestling and uh, my jiu-jitsu, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, my, my goal is to be as well-rounded as I can, you know. And, uh, yeah, just go from there, you know. I, 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 feel, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting there. I feel like I'm getting better. And I'm, I'm definitely blessed and, and definitely grateful for the people who supported me and helped me out. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'm really happy. Right. That's that's wonderful. We actually just talked, I just talked to William Tucker. He, You know him, you train with him. He's from the Renzo Gracie um, ECS gym as well. And so you guys had a great, you guys both had a great event. Um, and, and represented the gym well. And I think training at a big gym, we mentioned Pat Sabatini. Um, who are some of your main spar partners? You're a little bigger. Obviously, he's Williams at that 35. And obviously, Pat Sabatini is a pro 45. So who are your main training partners? That's a big difference, particularly when you're talking about working on, on your stand-up. So who are some of the guys that, that's teaching and maybe more of that striking or the movement that you want um, in, in training? Um. Well, John is um, John is my coach who teaches okay. okay. for the class. And uh, are you talking about people who I like spar with? I guess more fighters, but yeah, no, the coach is great. Always shouting out the coach is important because an athlete really can only rise to the level um, where, where they're coached. You know, otherwise things get out of control. So yeah, who's who's the main sparring partner for you, particularly in striking? Uh, I guess. I got I got a lot of good sparring partners. Okay. Uh, most people that like really stick into my head because he like beats me up really badly. Uh, Jeremiah Wells, he he definitely gets okay. me better, and uh, he definitely you know make me more aware to what I need to work on in my stand up, and sure. I definitely get like little like different things that I should work on that really helps me, you know, and uh. <laughs> Jeremiah's a beast, you know. I do. He's he's definitely gonna make it far. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just blessed to be able to train with these people and, and just be able to grow and get better. And you know, and I'm willing to help these people just as much as they're willing to help me. And it's just an awesome feeling. That is a great. That's the team feeling. 
that I don't think people always know that because you we watch MMA. If you watch it as a spectator, a guy gets in there and runs around and, and you know was in the cage by himself. But a fighter really brings his team as far as the experience and the skill and the conditioning and the training and the discipline into the cage. And that's that's what's so nice about not only being on a great team and learning from them, but that you soon and probably are right now are teaching just as much as you're learning, you know, um, and, and sliding into your background. Some people aren't going to know this, but you had a, you had a pretty exciting high school wrestling career. You, you wrestled basically for two years. I, I looked up your stats. You, you wrestled a little bit yourself. We only had five matches. So you basically were full-time wrestling at the high school level as a junior and a senior, uh, about a great senior, uh, year of, uh, record wise of 39 and six ended up going out to Fargo, North Dakota for the junior national, uh, USA wrestling tournament. And so what was, what was that like for you? What was that? What was performing on the national stage? You made it all the way to the national, uh, finals, um, at 195 pounds and kind of summarize what that level of wrestling experience at the high school level did for you and how it's helping you now. Um, what it did for me, it really developed me, and it really made me learn. It got me better um, in the sport of wrestling, and it definitely kept me motivated to keep on wrestling. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that day, I was so pumped when I was in the finals. Like, you couldn't believe how pumped I am. But, yeah, I was so nervous, you know. Like, um, one of the things that um that used to get to me while I was, like, you know, in high school competing was um mm-hmm. I let my my nervous get the best of me. You know, I let it I let my emotions mm-hmm. get the best of me. And um, uh, you know, sometimes every time I look at that match on YouTube and you know, yeah. every time it pops up it just makes me think like how I could've I could have did better or I could have got that takedown mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I could have got that reversal or I could have been more fluent out there, you know? So it kind of gave me like a like a little itch to you know maybe take a time off, maybe sure. wrestle for a year or two, because I, I feel like I'm, I still get kind of hungry to to mm. wrestle, you know. But um, again, I used to be like like going out of high school, and you know I was still getting asked questions if I'm still going to wrestle. It was just like mm. I don't know. I was fifty fifty with MMA and wrestling because I yeah. didn't know what I wanted to do with my life still. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I kinda like made my decision where I came to the point like, you know, like college is not really for me at this point right now and uh you mm-hmm. know, I wanted to do something really different. So I started um I just said, Hey, why not start my MMA career early? So Sure. You know, I just I started doing kickboxing and uh you know, that helped me al- along the way. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my real attention was to fight in the night because I had a I had a good wrestling background, and I, I just loved to freestyle and show how I could set up different stuff and how I could be, like, really fluent, you know? Well, absolutely. You, you pointed that out, which I think is, is really important for us to constantly remember is that there's a different aspect in MMA as the sport as great as you can be in wrestling, you know, Daniel Cormier wrestling at the Olympics or even uh, Henry Cejudo winning the gold medal, he, he had to be focused on all things wrestling, which is, which is beautiful, and congratulations to them, and obviously it's great, but 
there's an element of MMA that you have to stay fluid and have multiple dimensions that it, it, it didn't matter if you were a world champion kickboxer, there would be elements that you'd have to work on for MMA. Um, it's just kind of like Floyd Mayweather. He is clearly so, so, so great at boxing. And obviously he's never going to fight MMA. And there was some trash talking about that, but at 42 or something learning MMA, but he's so good at one element. I think there's a challenge and that's why I'm so excited to hear you. There's a challenging aspect of doing MMA saying, you know, I've got wrestling. You could pursue it, but I think going in MMA, you have so much more of a growth potential because of learning. We just mentioned adding on once you go pro adding on knees and elbows and, and, and head kicks sort of higher level. But also um, I think what you bring from wrestling besides wrestling skill, and this is a big part is your mind i'm here listening to you and you're breaking things down you're looking for uh, when i asked you to do round by round you gave a boom 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 round you didn't just say oh it was a fight i just got out there and threw through hands like i would in a bar fight you know and i think that's a big difference as a guy who's going to do this as a career and as a um you know a career for him is it's it's a sport you know it's an opportunity for you to improve and i think wrestling does that in your mind where you have to be willing to look for openings. You were saying look for counters. And it's not just a bar fight. You're not just out there, you know, throwing crazy stuff. Um, you have a game plan and you're working it. You're looking for what you do at different times. Um, and I think it's going to be very exciting for you. You've mentioned that your plan right now is to go ahead and get a couple more amateur fights. Is, is that what you want to do where you are now? Keep building the game plan? Uh, well, my game plan is... Uh, um, well, we've been talking, and I'm thinking about this. Uh, well, we've been talking about defending the belt because, you know, a lot of people, you know, I okay. a lot of people with that U.S. with that CFFC belt. So, you know, mm-hmm. I would love to give you know somebody a chance, or maybe or two people a chance to, um, okay. you know, try to get that belt. So, um, I want to defend it. Uh, maybe that's maybe after that fight, or maybe the next one. I don't, I don't really know what's up from there. Is in the air right now. Um, sure. So, you know, send it and uh, is just keep trying to win and just keep pursuing and keep getting better. So I'll be ready Absolutely. for growth. Well, that's another, you, you sound like you really have got a good attitude overall. And, you know, the, the mindset of defending a belt is great to get into now at the amateur level because kind of like you were saying, it was super motivating to be able to fight for the belt. Now it can be super motivating to defend it, knowing that that person that steps up, just like you did, person that steps up is bringing their, their best and their A game and training, not just for a fight, but for a championship. And also goes back to, um, to you representing CFFC well and building through their platform. So obviously for, for me and Jim, um, who's another interviewer that, that does the podcast here, um, everybody at MMA Fancast, we wish you the best. And what, what I really like to do is, I like to follow someone's career, so we'd love to have you back on uh, maybe after your next fight, once you defend it, or even going into it or something like that. Love to see you make the transition to the pro ranks whenever that's good for you. And that's another thing with MMA is once you go pro, you can't go back. And so you sound like a learner, somebody that really wants to learn what they need for, uh, for the next level. And so obviously that's a decision you and your coaches will make, but I think that's that's good to be eager and also to know that now is a special time. Being amateur is a special time um, to, to be able to learn 
um, in an environment where it's not, it's not on your permanent record. And once you go pro, obviously, um, it, it, it's for all the marbles in the sense of your professional career. So, um, why, why don't we, why don't we have it this way? What's, why don't we end on this question for you, Miles? I really appreciate you taking time out. Congratulations on your championship. It's just about eight days from when you won. So that, that's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, why don't we end on this? What have you been learning about yourself through your MMA? You know, you just started MMA right after wrestling at 17, uh, in 2017. You're a young guy. You're 21 years old. What have you been learning about yourself through your MMA uh, process? Um, I learned that... Um you know, I can um, definitely get nervous at times. Um, mm -hmm. I learned that sometimes uh, I learned a lot of good things about myself. I learned a lot of bad things about myself. I learned how mm -hmm. to overcome those bad things to, to welcome the good things. You know, um, you know, one thing I learned is, um, is just being more well-rounded. Um, mm -hmm. I learned about myself. Well, I learned about myself. I'm on, you know, I'm really a nice dude. I'm really a chill dude. You know, I, I respect all my opponents. Mm -hmm. I don't, I never, ever, ever, you know, look past any of my opponents. Um, I learn how to be more patient. I learn how to, how to learn, stay focused, listen. Um, that's one of my downfalls in, the, in that particular fight. I didn't really listen. Um mm. So that's that's one thing I really want to work on before I turn, you know, before I turn pro. And uh, one thing, um, and yeah, those are um, those are the things. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing about that. Sounds like you're a thoughtful guy. I think it's also great to know that you know a big aspect of MMA fighting isn't a guy that just wants to get out there hurt people and isn't angry, like you were saying, you're a chill dude. You have to be. To be able to put in the work that you need to do in the gym and to be teachable, listen to your corners, listen to the fighters, spar, respect people. And, and I don't think we can say enough to say about respecting each opponent, not looking past them, because um, it's, really, it's really a sport about what you do with yourself. You know, it's really a self-development sport. As soon as you look past somebody because of their record or the way they look, um, I joke around a lot with, uh, you know, on this podcast about how DC Cormier, one of the greatest to ever do it, a double champ um, in, in his prime and just an absolute beast, never really looked like that. You wouldn't look at him physique-wise and think that he was at one point and still probably one of the best fighters on the planet at one point. Um, the top ranked guy on the planet. And so really being able to look at each opponent, giving them the respect they deserve so that you get better. is just a great attitude. You sound like a guy that that's got a great attitude to learn. And so thanks so much for coming on uh, the show. Miles, we wish you the best and can't wait to see what happens for you next in your career. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, um, can I give a shout out real quick? Please do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out to my team. Uh, I want to shout out from the people who just fought last night on all the war for who I supported on my team, and I just want to appreciate everybody. And, um, and I want to thank I want to thank you for letting me on the show. And um, yeah, well, wonderful. Well, you're welcome. It's been an honor having you on, and I can't wait to see where it goes. And it is very important for you to give um, 
gratitude and thankfulness to your team and the coaches because there's so much that happens behind the scene in a gym. People that might never fight in a cage that help you get better, that train you, that encourage you, that equip you, that motivate you. And a lot of times that, that doesn't get its proper due. So thanks so much for coming on, Miles. Uh, best wishes to you. Can't wait to have you on the podcast again in the future.